It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 409 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called Artificial Inelegance. It is May 5th, 2023, and this is Jen. I've got a bunch of stuff for this show, as I usually do. I'm actually going to start off talking about World of Warcraft, because Christy Golden, who's an amazing author, has written um, a story called The Vow Eternal. It seems to have something to do with Rathion in World of Warcraft, and you can read it online. You can download a PDF of it if you want to, and she's a really good writer, so if you have played World of Warcraft in the past and maybe still kind of want to go there, but maybe not actually interact with the game because I know some people got tired. Um, you know, you can read the story still and that would be fun. She's she's amazing. She's amazing as a writer. You can also just look at it on the website and read it from there. The Verge has an article titled Microsoft's Xbox Chief thinks losing the Xbox One generation was, quote, the worst generation to lose. That is, of course, Phil Spencer. This is written by Tom Warren. And I'll read you a little bit of this. It's been a rough couple of weeks for Xbox that's had fans questioning the state of Microsoft's console gaming business. First, there was news of a 30% drop in Xbox hardware revenue, followed by the CMA's decision to block Microsoft's giant $68.7 billion Activision Blizzard acquisition and topped off by Redfall launching earlier this week to a very lukewarm reception. When you combine all of this with a quiet year of Xbox releases in 2022, Xbox fans are wondering when Microsoft is going to deliver a slew of AAA games like we saw with the Xbox 360 generation. Quote, we're not in the business of out-consoling, or consoling, if there's a dash between those two, Sony, or out-consoling Nintendo, said Xbox chief Phil Spencer in an interview with Kinda Funny Games. Spencer said something similar to The Verge in 2019 with Microsoft's gaming strategy focused across Xbox, PC, cloud, and mobile, not just consoles anymore. Spencer doesn't think that just building great games is enough to win in console anymore. And here is a quote. I see the commentary that if you just build great games, everything will turn around. It's just not true that if we go off and build great games, all of a sudden you're going to see console share shift in some dramatic way. We lost the worst generation to lose in the Xbox One generation, where everybody built their digital library of games. We want our Xbox community to feel awesome, but this idea that if we just focused more on great games on our console, that somehow we're going to win the console race doesn't really lay into the reality reality of most people. There is no world in which Starfield is an 11 out of 10 and people start selling their PS5s. That's not going to happen. A little more here. Spencer is probably right here, but Microsoft's challenges with Halo Infinite and Redfall have fans worried about some of its biggest titles that are designed for Xbox fans and Xbox Game Pass. After all, when Microsoft spent $7.5 billion on Bethesda, it was all about, quote, delivering great exclusive games and quote for Xbox Game Pass. I'm kind of upset with myself, admits Spencer, discussing the Redfall launch with Kinda Funny Games. The critical response was not what we wanted. 
While he praises the developers at Arcane, Spencer admits that, quote, the team didn't hit their own internal goals when it was launched. It appears to be a vampire game, and I haven't played this one. It probably runs on, it might run on Xbox, I don't know. I haven't really looked into that. I think it, it certainly looks like a vampire game. There's definitely a vampire being dragged away by people that are probably vampire hunters, I don't know. And I saw on Mastodon someone who had played the game with someone and wasn't that thrilled with it. So I don't know exactly what's going on here, but that's the key thing from this article. Everything I talk about on this show will be in the show notes at ShatteredSoulStone.com. So you can, you know, read the whole thing or, you know, go back to something you missed. Also from The Verge, Discord is growing up, so everyone needs to pick a new username. This is just mind-boggling to me, honestly. Um, so here's the blurb. Discord is getting rid of the four-digit suffixes appended to usernames and pushing users to grab new handles on the service. This was written by Emma Roth a couple days ago. I'll read you a little bit of this. Discord is taking away the four-digit tag that put it puts after usernames as it looks to make it, quote, easier to connect with other users, as noted in a post on Discord's blog. This change will force most users to change their usernames as Discord will no longer have the four-number tag that distinguishes one person with the same username from another. Instead of having a four-number discriminator appended to your username, you will now have a unique alphanumeric username with the at symbol in front of it. Gee, that sounds a little bit like Twitter, doesn't it? Probably other sites have it that way too, a little at or something like that. Anyway, I don't know exactly why Discord's doing this, but uh, you'll also get to choose a non-unique display name that can include special characters, spaces, emoji, and non-Latin characters, making the platform a lot more like other mainstream social networks, such as Twitter and Instagram. It also makes it less like the gaming platform it started life as, with suffixes similar to the ones used on services like Steam, Battle that and xbox unfortunately this process means everyone on discord will need to select a new username according to discord you can update your username gradually in the coming weeks that's a quote and the platform will notify you when you're able to do so the company says it will prioritize longtime discord users which means the longer you've been on discord the sooner you will be able to choose a new name additionally discord notes that your previous username and discriminator will still work as an alias after it's starts getting rid of the numerical tag. This means your friends can still find you under your old username. Goes on a little bit from there. And now we get into the lovely world of artificial intelligence. Please note the sarcasm. IGN has an article titled, World of Warcraft Director says Chat GPT told him to revisit one of WoW's least loved expansions. Not sure we're going back there anytime soon. This is written by Rebecca Valentine on May 2nd of this year. I'll just read you a little bit. With AI technology increasingly in the news, more and more game developers have been examining how much, if at all, they want to integrate artificial intelligence into their development pipelines. And while much of this discussion is taking place amid real fears that AI will replace real human beings in developer jobs, World of Warcraft game director Ian Hazakostas isn't concerned about that happening to him after a recent encounter with ChatGPT. Speaking to IGN ahead of the launch of the latest major patch, Embers of Neltharion, I think that's related to the Christie Golden story, 
Uh, Hazakasis says that one of the first things he did when he first gained access to AI chatbot ChatGPT was ask it what the next World of Warcraft expansion should be. And here is its answer, and, and its answer was uniquely terrible on multiple levels. So here's what he, he said, quote, I kid you not, the number one prompt it returned to me was return to the Shadowlands. So I feel like I have pretty good job security, not too worried about ChatGPT replacing me anytime soon. While Hazakostas is possibly aiming his quip at the fact that Shadowlands was the expansion that directly preceded the current one, thus making it a poor candidate to immediately turn around and go back to, Shadowlands was also quite unpopular with the WoW community. Players disliked the slow cadence of content rollout, multiple time-gated endgame grinds, and above all, its deeply controversial treatment of one of its most beloved characters, Sylvanas Windrunner. We all know what happened there if you played WoW or had lots of friends talking about it online. So it feels doubly silly that ChatGPT would suggest going back to one of World of Warcraft's least loved expansions in recent memory, even though it's possible it's only doing so because the internet is trained, it is trained on is stuffed with recent mentions of Shadowlands. There is a little bit in here about machine learning. Okay, so uh, Holly Longdale, uh, an executive producer for World of Warcraft, also offered a more serious explanation of the team's thoughts on AI. Has Acostas confirmed that some parts of WoW's art pi pipeline use machine learning, but they've been doing that for years. It's, quote, just automating really arduous, painful tasks like fitting helms around blood elf ears and so forth, where it's more just, let's free up some time so that our really talented artists can make more amazing creative art instead of doing that fiddly work. It's nothing new. GameStop has an article titled Blizzard Asked Chat GPT for Next WoW Expansion and it gave a horrible answer. Uh, World of Warcraft's director isn't worried about AI replacing developers. It's prob it does link to IGN, so some of this is in there a little bit, but if you want to read it from them instead, you can. There's not a whole lot of additional stuff going on. Uh, in this one, so I think there's something about a new patch for Embers of Naltharian. will allow players to explore deep underneath the Dragon Isles to the Zeralek Caverns. It goes on from there, so there's that. And then we have Game Rant, which is a little more interesting. It says, Blizzard clarifies the use of AI after patent surfaces. There's a bracket that says updated. This is written by Gabriel Machado Poriza. And here's the update part, and then I'll jump into what their article was. Update. Blizzard Entertainment President Mike Ybarra has explained the company's planned approach to AI. Quote, Blizzard will always strive to maintain Blizzard quality. You're trying to associate recent AI advances, parentheses, generative AI, end of parentheses, to something completely unrelated. Our approach at Blizzard is to use machine learning and AI in ways that are additive, empathic, and allow our talented teams to spend more time on the highest quality creative thinking and tasks. Here's what they wrote. That's like the add-on, the update, but this is what the article said. A new Blizzard patent has detailed a system to use AI to generate artwork based on a specific style by emulating it. Certainly Blizzard is threading on contro a controversial field by dealing with generative AI art, and it remains to be seen how the technology described in this new patent will play out if it's used at all. Since programs like Midjourney and ChatGPT exploded in popularity last year, the world can't stop talking about artificial intelligence and generative systems that use machine learning technology. Obviously, this 
has had an impact on game design. Even modders are already using this kind of tech, with examples such as a modder who used ChatGPT to create brand new Oblivion quests. Oblivion is a video game, if you guys don't know that. To continue, so it's obvious that the big companies would not be left behind, and they are already coming up with plans to make use of these new systems. Here's a little bit more. Blizzard has devised a patent for a new system involving graphic AI generation, which is set to make it easier for the developers to create art that will help to flesh out the, the worlds in their games. The text in the patent is very complex, but explaining it in a straightforward way, it's a system to teach the machine a specific art style via emulation of images that already exist. First, it uses an initial input to automatically generate a structured image. Then it transfers the models taught to the machine to the image, generating a texture. Finally, they are combined with a, quote, moderate amount of detail, end quote. This would greatly save time and labor when devising sprawling virtual worlds. And there's, like, a picture here, like, it's bricks and, like, walkways and stuff. So there's a just a simple drawing of bricks, and the target image is, it's in gray, and it's got, like, some more depth to it and shadows and things like that. There's another one with, like, kind of haphazard, non-symmetrical uh, bricks, and it's kind of got the same thing going on. And then it looks like sort of, like, ground cracking, like dry earth or something like that. And so it's got, someone draws it up real quick, and then the... AI kind of tries to piece all of that together. And then there's a slightly different version of it. And, you know, these are training images. So it sound, it seems to me, based on this alone, that they're not going to just say, here, chat GPT, make this, or go through mid-journey for it. Um, they're teaching it to do things like, I mean, can you imagine being the artist that had to, like, draw all these bricks onto the buildings or something like that, you know? They need some help with this, it's obvious. And these are just simple little things here. Now, I have no idea what else is in there, but this is just about, like, we need the thing to do the bricks for us, you know? At least what I'm seeing. I'll read you the last paragraph in here. It says, What makes the technology controversial, however, is how systems that operate via machine learning often use other art in their training models, so Blizzard would need to use real-life artwork to train its model. At the moment, there's a huge debate on how much of this is actually legal if the material is used in the training is copyrighted. So it's not unrealistic to expect more discussions surrounding this technology in the future, as it may diminish jobs and have even, even have legal consequences. Also points out that modders are currently using AI to give Skyrim NPCs memories. <laughs> so that's a thing I never thought would happen. And we do have that actual tweet from uh, Mike Ybarra at Quick on Twitter that said, Blizzard will always strive to maintain Blizzard quality. You're trying to associate recent AI advances, generative AI, to something completely unrelated. Tag someone named Brendan Sewell and says that this person says it well here. Our approach at Blizzard is to use machine learning and AI in ways that are additive, empathic, and allow our talented teams to spend more time on the highest quality creative thinking and tasks. And there is a thing here going from the Game Rant article, and I think that's why it got the update is because, you know, people are kind of upset about this. Wowhead has an article titled BlizzCon 2023 Details to be Revealed Within Two Weeks. This is written by Percula about a day ago. There's uh, characters from various Blizzard games uh, all being kind of smiley or grumpy. There's a barbarian that's very grumpy looking. And uh, so here's so here's this Blizzard Entertainment President 
Mike Yabarro once again took to Twitter to share BlizzCon 2023 news is coming soon, roughly within two weeks. Players have been very curious about BlizzCon 2023 since the information has been light and tickets usually go on sale in April. And he wrote, okay, okay, yes, I see all the BlizzCon questions. You'll hear more in the next approximately two weeks. We're excited. We have a lot to show and celebrate together. I can't wait. This follows a teaser tweet from April 18th announcing that BlizzCon details were soon TM. That's like the running joke with this. You know, when is this happening? Soon TM. While we still don't have many details, at least we have a time frame now when more information is coming. Yubara previously announced his commitment to bring BlizzCon back in 2023 during an interview with the Los Angeles Times last July and shared further details during an end-of-year update this past December, though little news regarding the November celebration has been shared since. And here's the actual tweet, you know, uh, okay, okay, I see the BlizzCon questions. He did, in fact, tweet that. Wowhead also has a thing that relates to uh, Diablo 4. It's titled, New NVIDIA Drivers Available. Download now for DLSS support during the Diablo 4 Server Slam and beyond. Written by uh, Jez Artros, if I'm saying that right. There is definitely a picture of Lilith here and a NVIDIA thing that says Game Ready Drivers Download Now. With the Diablo 4 Server Slam weekend only a week away, NVIDIA has released new graphics drivers to ensure smooth gameplay and unlock the potential of certain hardware capable of utilizing the DLSS technology. Uh, the DLSS technology revolutionizes the world of graphics by integrating AI capabilities. We're back to AI, people. Look at that. NVIDIA states the following on their site. DLSS is a revolutionary breakthrough in AI-powered graphics that massively boosts performance. Powered by the new fourth-generation Tensor Cores and Optical Flow Accelerator on GeForce RTX 40 series GPUs, DLSS 3 uses AI to create additional high-quality Quality frames. The Server Slam weekend will boast accelerated frame rates in Diablo 4 with the DLSS2 capabilities with listed hardware capabilities, while the launch of Diablo 4 will reach a new, gra new graphical heights with, a with DLSS3. Players will be able to experience Sanctuary in all its dark beauty during the Server Slam weekend, May 12 through 20, or May 12 through 14. I'm thinking 24, but yeah, that's not right. It's May 12 to May 14, earning some great rewards along the way, including the exclusive Beta Wolf Pack and Cry of Ashava Mount Trophy. And for those that missed previous shows, because I don't expect everybody to listen to everything, right? Here's the rewards. If you didn't get them through the uh, closed beta and the open beta, the rewards are initial casualty title earned by reaching Kyovastad with one character, early voyager title earned by reaching level 20 on one character, beta wolfpack cosmetic item earned by reaching level 20 on one character, cry of Ashava mount trophy, meaning this goes on your horse, earned by defeating Ashava with one level 20 character. Um, characters are going to be held at level 20 for this server slam. So it's going to be interesting trying to fight that unless they dumbed it down a bit or unless like a huge group comes in. There's also information in my last show notes uh, talking about when Ashava will spawn. So you can kind of plan ahead and then just go for it and see if you can get that, that you know, special new thing that wasn't in the other ones. Some of you may have been aware that the, uh, well, that the Diablo account, at least on YouTube, has been posting lo-fi beats, right? And they made a new one just recently. It's lo-fi beats to fight for the light too, which sounds like a Beastie Boys song at the start, you know, fight for your right. 
Um, so that's on there. If you want to give that a listen, I'm going to check it out later today. And it just, there's so many of these and they're just really nice. This one is written, done by uh, Lo-Fi by Resodrone, uh, Jason Charles Miller and Jameson Boaz. And there's some more stuff in there. Beats to Game 2, Beats to Slaughter 2. So if you're going to be playing uh, any really Diablo-type game, then you might want to listen to some of these while you play. Blizzard posted a thing on May 3rd uh, about Diablo 4. It is titled, Tune In to the Next Diablo 4 Developer Update Livestream. And it has the Druid holding out his hand and wearing antlers with some nasty-looking monsters around him. That's the picture they used. On June 6th, Diablo 4 will launch, and your quest to combat the darkness suffocating sanctuary begins. Thwarting Lilith's diabolical plan is imperative for the survival of humanity, but what can you expect to experience once the curtain closes on the main quest line and seasons begin? This means there's going to be seasons, which is kind of exciting. Join Diablo Franchise General Manager Rod Ferguson, Associate Game Director Joseph Priapora, and Product Manager Director Keegan Clark, and Associate Director of Community Adam Fletcher on May 10 at 11 a.m. PDT for our next developer update live stream. This time, the development team will spell how Diablo 4 seasons... That's what it says. We'll spell how Diablo 4 seasons, cosmetics, and the completely optional battle pass will work, which means there is a battle pass in Diablo 4, and I'm not sure what I think about that just yet. I'll have to see how it works. Um, and then you can visit their Diablo Twitch or YouTube channels to watch the fun unfold live. They'll also post another blog with the live stream's video on demand after it concludes. So that's a thing. Uh, so again, that's May 10 at 11 a.m. PDT. That's when that's going to happen. And I found some art, some Lilith art to put in. This one is posted on Twitter by, uh, wow, this name is going to be really hard to say. Uh, it looks like Badidabup with two U's and they have drawn Lilith. They have this little quote in here with two flame emojis around it. By the blood of the willing, we call thee home. Hail, daughter of hatred, creator of sanctuary. Hail, Lilith, which was from one of the first um, cinematics that we saw. And it's really good. I mean, people really enjoy drawing Lilith. I haven't gotten around to that yet, but it's it's really excellent. It's good work. Um, it's it, you know who this is immediately, and the author you know, is right there with the name on it, so that's pretty cool. I like when authors actually get their work noted with their name. There's also Cinders at Cinders Cosplay, who wrote this. I'm honored to announce my next cosplay project in collaboration with Diablo 4 and Steel Series. The challenge, one month to summon Lilith into our world. I know that you are all as excited as I am for this cosplay. Wish me luck and be beautiful in sin. And there's a little heart there. And there's a video of cosplay project announcement. And I think this one was at a previous BlizzCon, I think. And it's like kind of part Lilith and part Diablo. And it's kind of, you know, this sort of thing. Maybe it's just Diablo. I'm not sure, but... I am assuming this means that she's going to be making a Lilith costume somewhere, and we'll see how that goes. And that's really all I have for today. There wasn't a whole lot going on. Some interesting things, but um, overall, uh, it seems like AI is getting integrated in some ways into companies that make video games, including Blizzard. Probably, I don't know if Activision is doing it, and I can't imagine Candy Crush would need that, you know what I mean? <laughs> but... I think that this is something that's going to be used a lot. I, After reading these things, 
I'm kind of okay with uh, Blizzard doing the, okay, we've got this town here and we want to upgrade what it looks like. Let's have the AI learn how to make these bricks and just stick it in there for us if, in a, if that's how it works. You know what I mean? I don't want gaming companies to uh, have an AI iterate what your character should look like or the choices you get for your character. I don't want AI doing speech to text unless it is specifically there for accessibility. I don't want to have like an entire game where everything sounds like a machine, but you can have speech to text. If, if you need it, that's absolutely fine. And most games should have that sort of thing, but you know, it helps people who can't see very well to, to understand or hear very well or hear at all, maybe, you know, what's going on, but I don't want the AI to be the source of that. I, I really kind of want overall, and yeah, I'm old school and I've been playing Diablo since the first game came out. I just don't want the situation to become okay, we have this AI, and look, they're making these really interesting characters, and we'll just use those, and uh, we'll find a storyline for it, sure, and then all these artists get, they get fired, or let go, or whatever. I think if that is the world that we are going to enter, which I hope it isn't, I think it's going to really put a lot of people off of games that go that route, or companies that go that route. So uh, you can have your own opinions on that as well. And I just, I have concerns about AI and I think everybody should. I'm gonna close out the show now. You have been listening to episode 409 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as the Shattered Soulstone stone website thank you for listening <laughs>